Welcome, Welcome to, to the Heart to Heart, Heart Podcast. Podcast. Um, I'm Journey. Uh, and I'm Jazz again. <laughs> and we're here um, having uh, conversations connecting the generations. Um, mm-hmm. We are so happy to welcome our special guest today, yes. Miss Aisha Eubanks. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> Uh, we're so excited to um, to introduce you. Actually, could you introduce yourself? Yes. Um, tell sure. us a bit about who you are, what you do, what you love. Sure. So I am Aisha Eubanks. I am a current special education compliance monitor um, at a school in Philadelphia. Um, what is that? <laughs> that that means that I'm uh, I manage the caseloads of our special education students. Um, I coach special education teachers um, and IEP case managers, um, and work with um, parents, staff, and family as a and other teachers as a liaison to support our students um, with um, individual education plans. Ah, that's so cool because when we were looking at your title, all of us were like, she's a special education compliance something, something, something. It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, so I think we literally have like, we should ask her, what is that? Yes. That should be. Mm-hmm. So you must get that all the time. I do. I get that all the time. Um, the title change, it used to be special education liaison. So that's what I pretty much am in, in the building, the liaison that handles um our, our students and, and supports our case managers that are working directly with the student the students. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, we wanted to start with a little icebreaker and just make it more comfortable. Welcome everybody to the conversation. Mm-hmm. So our question today is what was your most embarrassing moment in school that you can remember? So honestly, I have a couple of embarrassing moments. <laughs> But I'll share the one that's kind of funny. Um, I teach, uh, well, I'm in high school. Um, I work in high school now. However, when I first started um, teaching, I, I was in elementary school. Um, it was a K to eight school and um, I had to cover a class and I had to cover a kindergarten class. Mm. And I had no idea what I'm doing with these kindergartners. Like they're ripping and running and <laughs> pulling and tugging and crying and snap and boogies and they're touching me. And this is before COVID. I'm like, they're touching me. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the day, I had a little mix up where the grandmother came to get a child, but the mother came later and was looking for a child. And I burst into tears thinking that oh I'm like, lo- I've lost this child that I, so I was like, so like just panicky and just, just tears just flowing. And, and then the grandmother finally came back and she said, Miss Shoebanks, I, I apologize. I meant to tell you that I was picking up. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just glad she's so that that's one of the more embarrassing where they got to see my full emotion of and compassion because I was like I lost a child so yeah that's that's pretty it was a pretty embarrassing because I was just full fledged like red tears flowing just like in panic mode so yeah and the baby so was the, fine. the moral of that story is they never had me cover anything under <laughs> third grade again <laughs> Like Mrs. Mrs. Eubanks be losing no, kids, not, right. not, not the little ones. Right, I can't do little ones. Journey, what was your most embarrassing moment? Oh, it's kind of gross. Uh, okay, um, 
this was i was really young i was in like really young well not really young. not like kindergarten or pre-k it was like maybe first second grade mm-hmm. it was like the it was oh no it was it had to be like yeah, second grade, second grade, because I left the school after this. Not because of this reason, but it was kind of like the final straw, but no. Um, we had this winter, like, celebration thing in, like, at the gymnasium, and everyone was like, oh, we're, like, there's food and everything, and there's dancing, and I was like, this was, like, my first experience of, like, a fundraiser thing for like a school so I was like I'm so excited I was like I'm gonna go all out I wore blue and everything my cute my turtleneck was so cute also (laughs) but I loved it (laughs) and uh no I love this turtleneck (laughs) I they had a marshmallow eating contest something in me was like do it just do it like everyone's doing it you can go against your friends worst decision of my entire life we were walking, so I ate the marshmallows. I didn't win, but then I started dancing. I was like, it's all right, fine. I'm just gonna dance. I went. Mm-hmm. I didn't win. I'm gonna dance. Dance it off. Yeah, we're walking back up to class. I'm like, oh, I gotta use the bathroom. Couldn't even make it into oh. the bathroom. Just vomit oh. <laughs> on the floor, and it was like we were in like line, like in a single file line walking, and I was just so embarrassed. Like I just had to like, what do you do? Like the teacher's like, um, do you want to go like to the nurse? Like are you okay? I'm like, well, miss, it's over now. I'm like I don't know what to do now, and I was so embarrassed. All the kids were like. Just like in shock. Like, <laughs> like I know this girl and she just threw up in the hallway and so I So the question is, do you eat marshmallows now? No. <laughs> no, and my turtleneck was ruined oh. and I had to go home and I just like remember sitting in the bath. I was like, I'm not going back to school, Mom. I was like, I don't wanna go. Oh. But then I ended up going to a different school that year anyway, so Good for you. Yeah. I'm sure your old classmates have interesting memories. You need to find a new turtleneck now. Yeah. Like, new turtleneck. Blue turtleneck. Blue turtleneck. With snowflakes. Oh my gosh. So my, my, I guess the question for me, for my story would be, do I wear wigs? And the answer. (laughs) So I, so my niece, um, Daisha was like, oh, my Aunt Jazz is a storyteller. She could come to my school and tell stories for Black History Month. Uh So I'm like, oh, I can't wait. She was in the third grade, third grade. And so I had on my big grand booba and I had this afro wig and I was like this is gonna make my African outfit so queenly and like perfect for Black History Month and so I you know put the pins in there and it was beautiful I mean it looked like my hair I felt very Angela Davis mm-hmm. meets Ayanna Van Zandt. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. And I went into the school and I'm like, I go, I may, you know, doing my whole thing. <laughs> and I get to telling the story and it's magical. And then I get to like the climax of the story and I say, and it was big. And I see the whole class cracking up. I'm like, I killed that punchline. They got it. These kids get me. And I and they just standing in the back going, I just I just your wig. The wig had fallen back. So yeah. I can't really recover from that. So big. And I thought I was getting it. I was like, oh, these kids love me. They should gonna be so proud. She was back there horrified. 
Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, yes. Man. So, okay. Great icebreaker. <laughs> yes. Now you know, secure the wig. Secure it. Secure yeah. it. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, as we're talking this, this we're dedicating this whole season to talking to teachers and educators Educa- mm-hmm. about mental health in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that sparked this topic or this particular interest for the season is that Journey, as a 16-year-old, yes. was saying that, like, you know, as a student, she can tell when teachers are not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, Wow. You know, we never really talk about the teachers not being okay. Mm -hmm. There are like counselors in schools um, for the students Mm -hmm. and the students have resources, but what do the teachers do? Mm -hmm. And like, how is everything that has occurred in the last two years with the pandemic, with people Mm -hmm. being depressed, with people just navigating life, um, how is that affecting the teachers and parents, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, journey is correct. We are not okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic, on the one hand, taught the majority of us, uh, just in general, um, that it's okay in life to slow down the pace. It's other ways to get through to people to in order to do your job. Um, you know, flexibility. Um, you're able to have flexibility um, and you're able to have try to create like a work life balance. I think the p- pandemic taught us that while we were in it. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is when we came out of it, everyone forgot about, mm-hmm. you know, what they we were supposed, supposed, supposed to do, learned during the pandemic. So we were thrown back into um, a situation that was is not our new normal and it's it's hard to adjust to that um and i think that's causing a lot of um overwhelmed feel uh, feelings burnout um mm-hmm. and just it just in general just tired you know um my colleagues and myself we're exhausted you know mm-hmm. we're we're really exhausted however um we come because it's not about us. So we're mm-hmm. very selfless. And I'm saying we because it's, you know, my colleagues, um, especially the ones that I'm surrounded by, um, very selfless and passionate about doing the work of uh, educating our, our students. Um, so that keeps us coming every day. However, we do feel we don't we feel um, that we're not appreciated. Um we, we feel the burnout and we feel the, um, you know, the the overwhelming sense of just this is a lot. You know, we, we have to bring that with us, but put it to the side. So, you know, it, it's true. We we are not OK. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's good when young adults, students um, have those relationships with teachers and can recognize that. Um, I do have several students that, you know, they, they will come to you and they're like, you, you good? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's important that we recognize when our students are not okay, but it's, it actually is a good feeling to know that your students, your students yeah. are watching you and, you know, learning you and understanding you and they're building a relationship with you. And it makes me emotional. Cause I was like, 
I would look like if I would like, oh, Journey asked me if I was okay today. <laughs> and I would probably like give him a hug. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's the state that we are in. Um, this just this overwhelmed, overwhelming um, feeling, this burnout feeling, this feeling of being um underappreciated um just you know all around from all levels um just being underappreciated but still coming in and having that passion to do what we do um and i think a lot of the support within the school it makes a big difference with that too being able to go to certain colleagues and vent being able to have leadership in the um, building that you're in um, be supportive of you you know whether it's with parents or you know um, in my case um, I deal with a lot of you know um, regional or district-wide situations um, having um, a supportive leadership um, that just to know I got your back you know Mm-hmm. or we're in this together I think that makes a big difference in when you're coming every day doing this work that we do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that was hard work, man <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> take a minute let that yeah. sink in that was great opening um, there's like in the media there's a lot of blurred lines around exactly what is mental health and special needs and everything. So is there something that you would hope people should understand about special needs and mental health, especially in the school setting? Yes, I feel like, especially working in um, the city of Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. um, we are a under-resourced, you know, working in marginalized communities. And so there's a lot of uh, community-associated trauma, personalized trauma, not just for students with special needs, um, Mm -hmm. but all of our students. And I think that um, there needs to be an understanding that we need help, we need support for our students, um, and right now we don't have the resources to really have a trauma-informed uh, you know, program or or just a trauma-informed approach to helping our students through these experiences that they're bringing personally or from the community. And we see it daily. And it also affects us as educators. So, um, you know, you're you're coming into the building. You know, we have a personal relationship. You might be sharing something with me. I have to take that home, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if I'm building a relationship with you. And sometimes a lot of our students don't see this, but we we have colleagues where we're, you know, got to go behind a closed door. We have to cry. We can't do it in front of, you know, the student that just shared something. But, you know, these things are and we don't have. We talked off uh, before we started recording about, you know, therapists Mm -hmm. and the understandings um, of what is truly needed um, in our schools. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that mental health um, is a serious, serious, serious pandemic Mm -hmm. um, that we are not equipped 
um, and we don't receive the resources that we need. And that's whether students are in special education or not. Um, and honestly, as a special educator, um, the things that we're working with students is taking away from um, the actual education academic piece. We have to put that to the side, and we do, because we believe in you know supporting our students' needs. However, we don't have, we're not equipped to do that. It's, it's like trial by fire, and you know we're thrown in, and we do it out of love and compassion. But we need we need more mental health supports in schools. We need um, more community supports in schools, um, and we need um, just involvement in our schools and community because again a lot of the things come from the community come into the schools and then we have to deal with it so i have a question Mm -hmm. actually about what trauma-informed support looks like Mm -hmm. um because i know you know it's like a a term that a lot of people are using now like trauma-informed care and you know there's this way of framing a question of like instead of saying like you know what's wrong with you you say well what happened to you Mm -hmm. or um there are different ways to approach that but what does it look like to to have more trauma-informed care in schools so i believe right now um Teachers and um, and staff members have individualized trauma informed care that they do in the classroom. Social emotional learning, um, meaning they build in relationships. They're having um, um, a, a calming situations for students. Um, uh, maybe like a calm room and area. Um, they're communicating. They're having uh, peer uh, mediations. Um, all those are things. Uh, it's it's the it's like the poem, um, but I ain't got a pencil. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that poem. No, can you get you want us to snap for you? Do you want to do the poem? <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the premise of the poem is pretty much that the the teacher is questioning the student uh, about a pencil and being prepared oh, for academic yeah, work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However. Um, the student had to get the brother ready for school. He had to, you know, worry about what he was going to eat. He has to worry about, you know, things that are affecting him at home. And then he's coming into a building and you're worried about him not having a pencil. Okay, mm-hmm. well, trauma-informed care says, well, let's figure out what's trying to go, go on, but let's give him a pencil. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. the start. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to harass you. Mm-hmm. Here's a pencil. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and then when you're ready to talk mm-hmm. about something mm-hmm. else, we could try to figure out. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> we don't. Great. Yeah, we don't. So I th- I think individualized is happening amongst um, a lot of my colleagues um, use trauma informed care, social emotional learning, um, and I think that is of utmost importance because um, students who are coming in you can't concentrate if you're hungry you can't concentrate if you just witnessed um violence you know and and i mean i'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that but um i think the focus being on your well-being first Mm. is trauma-informed care Mm. um and then we can kind of work through it we can see what resources we can provide, whether it be for you, it could be for your family, it could be the reason behind the behaviors that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's trauma-informed care. 
That's great. Thank you. I love this. I just have to say, as a student, you, hearing you speak, it's like, I don't know, like you said some stuff that like I've wanted to hear from a teacher for so long, you know? <laughs> and they might do actions to prove it or everything, but to hear you say like, you can't focus if this and that is going on, it's mm-hmm. like so reassuring in a mm-hmm. way that's like... I feel confident, like going to school or something. Oh, like that's, that's so good. nice. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yes, like I love that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no, but I, I'm wondering, actually, um, just with this opportunity to be in conversation with someone who, who's like not at your school, mm-hmm. so you don't have to risk having too right, close yeah, of a relationship. Right, right. Is there anything that you would ask the younger generation about, like? what she might be experiencing you know from a like offer her perspective on anything yes but i think um when talking to the younger generation and you can confirm this or or deny it but i feel like you have you 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 have to have a relationship so i can't just say journey what's going on with you and mm-hmm. I don't you don't know me, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like being transparent with students, um, especially high school age, um, treating them as young adults, treating them with respect um, gives you the opportunity to um, have a open up a relationship so that, you know, when they do come, you know, or you once you get to know them and you're like. Like I, I had a student t- today. We we love him. I won't say his name, but we we love him. But he he he's into some stuff sometimes. But <laughs> you, but you know, he, right? But you know, he comes and he asks. He says, "Hey, Miss Eubanks, can I use your microwave?" And I'm like, "Are we in class today?" You know that kind of thing. Um, and you know, sometimes and they'll they'll come like for a closed door session, like afterwards, and I'm like. Well, this happened such 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 such, mm-hmm. and this is why I wasn't in this class. And so I feel like you cannot. I feel like you have to build that relationship in mm-hmm. order, and you have to be transparent. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't do not believe you can force anything. Um, so if if Journey doesn't want to talk to me, well, you know what, Journey, we do have. The counselor says such we have this person mm-hmm. to help you maybe you want to talk to them you know mm-hmm. and giving them space and time maybe you want to write something maybe you want to draw maybe you just want to sit there yeah. you know mm-hmm. and, and have some water take a nap so we you know we we believe in in that um so i, I feel like that's the only way you can really communicate with our young adults um i think that's important because you can't just say and, and you know, I have this problem at home. I mean, you know, I'm a mother of teenage boys, and I'm just like, how was your day? Well, why are you answering me? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but at school, I can't, I'm, I can't do that, you know, because yeah. these are, you know, still, we're still learning each other, and we're trying to figure it out. And you want them to be open to someone, even if it's not you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you try to direct them to someone that they do have a relationship mm-hmm. with. Because I'm not going to sit here and say I have the best relationship with all the students <laughs> I encounter. That is not truthful. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so, but however, someone else may have a better relationship and I can kind of direct them to, to 
opposite. That direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This generation is very petty. As, <laughs> as much yes. as they may not want to admit it, mm-hmm. we are very petty. Mm-hmm. We've been raised by social media, and mm-hmm. social media is petty. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a different aspect yes. for us because things come in, and it's like um, we are not the social media, you know, mm-hmm. generation. So when things come in, and it starts from social media, that's an understanding that we. It's hard to connect that because it's like, why did you post it? You know, <laughs> but for us, it's like, why would you post it? Why would you do that? Why? Everyone can see this. <laughs> but you your generation that? is like, that's what I the world you're it. living in, the society we're living in. So it's important for us to try to understand and build relationships with students because I, I will say, let me see that TikTok. <laughs> so, you know, with certain yeah. students. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one, I especially with social media. I today about uh-huh. my um, social media. So I've been working with a coach who is telling me, like, you need to be out there more. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a lot of amazing work, but mm-hmm. nobody really gets it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just start posting. And I posted like eight articles on Twitter today. I'm oh. like, yes, Love Now Media goes hard. You may have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. And nobody liked anything. Oh. And I was like, I hate the algorithms. Like, oh. <laughs> like is anybody seeing this? Yeah. You know? Because well, I, mean, <laughs> I might not be that person. That's going back to like how to relate to this generation. Like I've seen so many, like I've learned from myself, like ads that will come up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like there will be some ads that are so boring mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't know what you expect me to do with right. this like I'm mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. looking at your product <laughs> like and they'll keep popping up but then there's the ads that are like dumb or like weird mm-hmm. like it could be like the dumbest edit of like a chipmunk dancing in a circle to a song <laughs> and you're like buy this product like real big and flashing colors on the screen I'll be like alright I want this one <laughs> I'm like, I want to see what this one is and it's like really hard to like adapt to mm-hmm. us but I think it works better when you like kind of don't even try because the person mm-hmm. who made that probably wasn't making it with the intention of this is going out to this person it was probably a young person who was like I'm getting sponsored mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make my content and I know this is gonna go out to mm-hmm. them so that goes back to like teachers trying to relate to students like it's like don't even try that like I find it so much easier to gravitate towards a teacher who's just like casual mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's what I have one teacher who I love and like I will go and sit with him at lunch mm-hmm. and like just gossip mm-hmm. Tell him, this is what this person said today at lunch I don't even talk to this table but here's what I heard from right. them right? And, it's like, and he matches the energy we so well it. yeah. it's like it's not too much where he's right. like no oh my god what slight period right. and it's like alright no it's right. like really it's like a normal person like I'm talking to a human he'll be like really wait isn't she friends with Gabrielle and I'll be like yes but no I thought that was Rachel and we'll just be going back and forth and it's like I'm talking to a friend and I think that's so important Mm -hmm. to have a relationship with someone who you know holds authority Mm -hmm. but just has like enough decency to be like normal and I appreciate (laughs) that so much and I think that's like something if I could give a tip to like teachers like just don't try too much no I think that's very true and I'm just thinking about you know my colleagues and I we we um we we have this little saying that our where our office offices are we're all together we call it our little dorm room so just you know amongst us so we will sometimes we like to play too so we're like it's picture time who do we have? So we'll grab a student that we know. 
Come take this picture. Show us how to do this TikTok. What's that dance? How do you shake that? How do you do this? So, you know, like just, you know, we understand that, yeah, certain things I, I don't know how to do. I need you to show me. And then we like to embarrass you just a little bit, too. Just be like, ah, oh, got a hair done today. Got some fresh nails today. You know, things like that. Like, yeah. Teachers noticing. Like, yes. when teachers notice certain things, like, I like dyed my hair red one day. Mm. And, like, I remember walking in a choir. And my teacher was like, I like that. Uh-huh. Sorry, cracker. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> cloud nine right. I was like okay yes. or like I walk even if it's like a small one like your hair looks nice mm-hmm. I'm like oh thank mm-hmm. you like, yeah, that's important so seen yes. yes I think it's like just the small things teacher like that can and, bring and teachers up. like that too yes. by the way oh, okay. <laughs> we, we like compliments yes I love that like did you get a haircut you right. got a haircut yeah. I like, we like that we love compliments we like it's like a small thing to make that bond just grow like a little bit like the smaller things that are just really nice I definitely agree so I think it's interesting like you know um, we Journey and I were talking about well what do we want to offer through this podcast and it's like we want to offer some kind of like healing or an opportunity for people to think about at least what they need to Mm -hmm. to heal or um, to have some kind of um, like I guess like uh, to be able to grapple with everything that's happening mm-hmm. and so for you personally like what do you think you need to feel supported in mm-hmm. your wellness um, in your work mm-hmm. uh, just overall um, of course increase my salary no seriously um, we always say as professionals in, educa- in education we we say we're so low on the totem pole. You know, um, number one, I think we want to be treated with respect mm-hmm. um, as professionals. Um, I think that's the number one thing, and that's within our within our um, building, within our district, within our communities. I think we want that respect level of. Um, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm working with your child. I'm working. So so come come give come in with some respect because mm-hmm. i'm respecting you let's work together i think that's something important i think that we need um volunteers community um agencies to to come into the building we need parents to work with us in the building it, it, so many times i hear oh that school i'm not sending my child to that school well, what are you contributing, you know, to support, you know, your child? Um, so let's collaborate on, you know, how we can make things better. You know, if you're hearing this, this, or you're seeing this on social media, well, have you come in to try to see what you can contribute, you know, as a stakeholder in our community? Your child is being educated here. So I think it's important that. Um, and, and that that people come in as volunteers um, and and offer our students something really like sustainable. Um, offer them. Um, we had someone come in. One of our colleagues brought in. Um, uh, they did artwork, um, and I'm not the art. I'm not artistic at all. <laughs> but just some of our emotional support students being able to come in listen to music, eat, and draw. You know, just 
taking that time away and it's just about them. Mm. Um, so I think we need more resources to come in like that. Um, we do offer some uh, mental health resources. However, it's not enough. Um, there's a shortage of educators, but there's a shortage of mental health services as well. I think the the agencies that we collaborate with, we need to be a little more cohesive um, because we're working with the same child. Um, and um, yeah, I, I just think healing starts uh, one person at a time. Um, however, um, you need all of stakeholders involved in mm. order to heal, you know, because we're not just healing, you know, ourselves. We're not just healing students. We're trying to heal a community because mm. the community is what's coming into the building. So mm. I think that's very important that um, um, we're appreciated and we're supported so that we can help the community. You know, parents should feel comfortable getting support from you know the school the school is a community building you know so it should be used as such they should be able to come in and get resources that they need um and we we do we have pockets of you know individuals that are working towards this however as we stated earlier it's, it's severe burnout and it's you know very overwhelming because you're trying to do this work but then you have just what feels like a lot of times nonsense like paperwork thrown at you mm. constantly and it, it takes away from um your teaching or your educating and you know because education is not just in a classroom so you know once you your r's you're supposed to be educated you're supposed to be educated at home um so that's why that collaboration is important so that's what i feel like we need in order to heal we it's a lot of pieces that need to um come together um i am a very hopeful positive person so um it is it, it happens it happens so happens that i'm surrounded by colleagues who have the same passion mm -hmm. um and so that um again helps me come to work every day um, because you do feel supported. And so I try to pass that along to my team because I never want them to feel like someone is not supporting them in this craziness that we um, are involved in. And as um, I told another colleague, this week, I said, oh, we jumped you into the game. You're official now. You're official. Because uh, we had a lot going on. And she, she stepped right in and she was all in it. So I said, we jumped you into the gang. Welcome. You're official. You're ours now. So, you know, but I, I think it's important that we all have on the same page, um, being appreciated, being supportive. And we need those resources. I mean, we just we just do. We we don't have the resources that, you know, the private schools have or the suburban schools have. We need those. And um, it's lacking and we feel it. Mm. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. You hear something, Journey? Mm. No, I think that was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was great. Um, well, you did say something about um, papers. Like, mm. That I feel like that's something from a student perspective that gets misconstrued a lot. Like going into like people who aren't doing jobs under titles as normal teachers or like this is my math teacher mm -hmm. or this is my science teacher. Like paperwork, I feel like 
that's something that happens a lot with counselors or like mm-hmm. aides in school. So people think like, oh no, they just talk to students or they just take the students and do this oh, and that. Yeah. And it's like, I felt like I knew that wasn't 100% true, mm-hmm. but to hear the confirmation of that, it's mm-hmm. like, should make you feel more appreciative mm-hmm. of what they do. Cause not only are they like going out of their way to really talk with students, but they're also doing this paperwork on top of that. Yeah, I mean, and if we're being specific about an individualized education program, which is an IEP with special education students mm-hmm. have, um, they are, some of our teachers are um, teaching classes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're still monitoring Caseload, so they're writing, they're they're writing IEPs for students. They're t- you know uh, administering tests to see students' levels. They're progress monitoring these students, um, and you know it's a lot because caseloads get overloaded. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, students are, and especially our, our population in our school is very transient. So we may have come coming from all walks of life mm. um, and they may be here for two weeks. They may leave or they may come and we're still getting students in May, you know, mm. because we have students coming from um, foster care, um, uh, homeless uh uh, shelters, um, juvenile detention centers. Mm-hmm. So we have students coming from, you know, all over and we're still required by the state to complete um, special education paperwork. So Ooh. it's, 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 wow. it's funny that you say <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but I was just having this conversation with a colleague who's new to special education. They've been a teacher, but they've new to special education. And so I've been sitting with them, coaching them, um, and kind of giving them a, some training. And the teacher said, it's like, oh my goodness, this is like a lot. And some of, even some of our own colleagues, our regular education content area teachers, they don't realize sometimes they think we're right they just think we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs no you know because we have some teachers who special education teachers they're running around they might have 20 some kids on their caseload Mm -hmm. so they're running around they might not be teaching in front of a class however they're going to different classes they're progress monitoring they're trying to meet the needs of the goals and objectives for each individual student on their caseload um but things happen in a school so it's not like they get to sit there and do their paperwork so you know timing you know long hours Mm -hmm. because it has to get done it's a state mandate so those those are things that people don't see those are a lot of behind the scenes um things especially and i'm speaking for special educators Mm -hmm. um a lot of behind the scenes um and also dealing with the, you know, other agencies that some students may need. So you're talking about related service providers. So students might have speech or they might have hearing or they might mm-hmm. have, you know, OT, PT. So you wait, have wait, OT. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, occupational therapy, oh, okay. PT, so, physical therapy. Got it, got it. Um, they could <laughs> have vision, you know, um, they could be, um, uh, physically impaired you mm-hmm, know it's, mm-hmm. it's such a gambit we have so we have low incidence in special education which is um what usually our um 
um, MDS program, which is multiple disabilities. Mm -hmm. So those are the students you might see in wheelchair bound um, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And we have our life skills classes um, for students who require, um, you know, uh, more intense academic um, mm -hmm. learning mm -hmm. um, because of their IQ. Then we have autistic support classes um, where students um, with autism are receiving their services. Um, and then we have, so we call that low incidence because for the most part they stay, um, they're included in some classes, but for the most part they stay with one teacher. Mm -hmm. And then we have high incidence, um, which includes um, emotional support. Mm -hmm. um, it includes, uh, includes specific learning disability. Mm -hmm. um, and um, um, you also support some mentally gifted students mm, too. You mm. can do that on a high incidence side. And mm. so the misconception with the IEP is, uh, they're slow. Not necessarily. Like, you know, you it's, it's such a range. Just because you have an IEP, you can have an IEP for a range of things. Mm. Um, so for someone out. who's gifted, they can have an individual program? Yes. Yeah, oh, wow. Yes. They mm -hmm. send you. I found out about it this year. Yeah. And you just actually helped me find out who in my school is in your job position. Yeah. So I'm just like, I just yeah. You're going to see them now. Like, I have so much Be more like, respect for you. I know what you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I can say your whole title. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a spectrum. Um, and um, there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, uh, and it, it just boils back down to caseloads are you know overwhelming mm -hmm. and still required to you know teach you Do know that's what we're here mm -hmm. so that's that's where I have a question about like um do you want to okay uh, I'm, I want to know what do you do to stay strong what brings you joy? Like as we just kind of you know move mm -hmm. to 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 towards the you know close out of this conversation. I'm mm -hmm. so interested in what like what would you recommend mm -hmm. to folks who might be struggling and mm -hmm. might not have tools to mm -hmm. do the job every day? Yeah, I think um, for me, first of all, prayer. I, 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 you know, I am truly a believer, um, and I believe that prayer keeps me grounded. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, I was raised in a Christ Christian faith, and so um, for me, prayer is the number one uh, thing that keeps me grounded. Um, I think, um, I think you have to take care of yourself. So for me, what brings me joy is my family. Um, I, I love to travel. I love to be with my family. I'm, I'm kind of the family cheerleader. So any celebration, we're doing it. You know, I'm like the big like, hey, that's what we're doing. Um, because I think for me, that gives me peace. And it gives me something to look forward to. Um, and it gives me balance you know um because you know you, you sometimes you go to work and you get beat up you you know mentally emotionally i get beat up sometimes mm -hmm. um but 
if I have something to look forward to, um, we talked about this. My family just had a wedding this past weekend, and most of my family was there because it was a cousin's wedding, and my kids were there too. And we got to dress up, and you know, I call it my shenanigans. Like you know, <laughs> we were coordinated. However, those things bring me joy because you know, I'm enjoying myself. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time, and I'm kind of I've learned boundaries. Mm. I think that's the number one thing um, in order to find your joy um boundaries are so important so i don't stay every night you know there's some nights after school i have to stay longer Mm -hmm. but it can wait you know Mm -hmm. it can wait till the next day i don't have a email like on my phone anymore Mm -hmm. because it was constant it was me checking it constantly so after hours unless i'm you know somewhere else or working you know remotely I don't have email on my phone. Um, just things like that, leaving it for the next day is very important and, and th- for me um, to help me wind down after the day um, because a Tuesday can Tuesday and a Wednesday can Wednesday. <laughs> um, but it helps me wind down and it helps me maintain boundaries um, of my personal, mm. you know, my personal space and my personal um Joy. That's what right. That's what works for me. Real quick. So you just help Journey see the person in her school Mm -hmm. within your role. Um, One. How does that make you feel to know that you just helped a student um, see another educator that maybe they wouldn't have seen otherwise? And then two. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like for? What What does it feel like when you are seen in your? Um, first of all, I love helping students advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. So even if we weren't recorded, I would be like, Journey, this, this, this is the person you can call me if you have a specific question and I'll tell you what to ask this person, you know, because they should be able to guide you in the right direction. So students advocating for themselves, it's like a woo. Yes, I love it. Um, So that makes me feel really good that, um, you know, I helped you think about, you know, asking about that program because um, you you have to, especially as a young adult, um, you have to learn how to advocate for yourself. There are some resources around, um, but a lot of our students don't take advantage of it because they don't speak up or advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal as an educator, right, is to teach you and guide you in how to become independent when you leave uh, into this real world space. You know, high mm-hmm. school is, you know, it's supposed to be a, a learning, you know, learning activity. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. The second part of the question was when you feel seen. How does it feel when you feel seen? You know, I, uh, I it feels good. I, I'm, I'm let, let's be clear. It feels good. It feels great. Um, it, ha- it helps me gain um, confidence that I know. Um, like I know what I'm doing, you know. So, so when yeah, no, seriously, you know, yeah, Jerry, you I, won. I think, especially as as as, as black. Um, Educators, I feel like um, sometimes there is a little, a, a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. can I really do this? Or should I do that? Or, you know, but I feel like when you do get those kudos or you do get the the accolades or, you know, even if it's small, you know, uh, 
team members saying, I appreciate you supporting me. To me, that's like a big deal because I know that I can have more confidence in helping um, do my job. If you if I if I'm helping you do your job, that means I'm helping you do my job too. So it's just like you know a trickle down effect. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you want to ask the last question? Uh, like last last. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, did you want to ask about the rigorous test? You said that well, no. we only got a oh. couple minutes. So. Oh, all right then. Um, that means I have to come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I, this is very insightful for me. Um, we're going to close out now. Okay. Um, and we'd like to close out doing a little newly found tradition okay. of mm-hmm. questions. So the first one is, what would you like to see improve in schools, especially for special educators? Um, I think, I think yeah. special education students. So I would like to see more... Um, parents advocating for the needs being met within the schools. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a struggle sometimes because I, from our perspective, some parents are fighting for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So if you're fighting for the resources to come to the school, you know, then we can get more help. But they're fighting and then they take away from the school and it's a constant battle with that. So I think that if we could get more parents to really um, fight for the needs of the students and their children within the school and provide, fight to provide those resources. We talked about lobbying earlier today, but I think that's important for parents to come on in. Okay. And the last question, last but not least, what is your definition of love? First of all, I love love. So (laughs) I love this. I wore red today because I love love um, and I love this heart to heart. Um, My definition of love is really um, showing um, caring, understanding, compassion. um, And I think that's important. Um, Maya Angelou says it best. you know, um, people may forget what you do, how you know, but they will never forget um, how you made them feel. So I feel like that is my definition of love. Having someone feel important, having someone feel um, um, like they're understood and feel seen. So that's love to me. Oh, that's yeah. so great. And you're like a low-key poet. You're up here dropping bars. Yes. Quoting right. Maya. Yes. But I want to say, I love your outfit. Because you, you said you wore the outfit because it was red. because it was red. It was amazing. If you're listening and you can't see, it's amazing. So, All right. Well, that's it for um, today's episode of Heart yes. to Heart. Thank it's you for listening. Nice. Thank you always for having nice me. me. This was fun. <laughs> great. Yes. This is great. This is great. And I learned a lot from you today journey i learned a lot from you oh, <laughs> and that's the part right heart to heart yes heart to heart look at us that's why we're here so. all right thank you everyone see you yes. next week thank or, you. Or,